On Racing HQ, Sky and Racenet's Richard Callender with the latest on racing. Yeah, let's get to him. Uh, Richie, good morning to you. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, everybody. I hope you've had a, a wonderful and safe new year. Let's hope we have a cracking 2024. Mate, I'm pumped up. Um, what are you most excited about for 2024? I know we spoke already uh, to start the year and to end the year, um, which gave me a bit of a headache, but uh, always nice to speak to you. But what, what are you really excited about in 2024 from a racing perspective? You know what? Uh, look, we've got our, our great trainers that have been at the fore for you know, a good a good decade now, and, and Chris and Adrian and Gay and O'Shea and Leon Baker and the like. Um, but I, I'm just excited about I, I think we're starting to see some really you know, emerging stables really take that next step. Um, look, I was excited yesterday to see Zuatica win and for Barbara Joseph, a legend of our sport, and talk about women that have carved. Gay gets all the headlines, and rightly so, but Barbara Joseph, what a what a star she's been. And you know, her two boys, Matt and Paul, and their stable's flying. You're seeing the next level, the Danielle Sibes, the Sarah Rhymes, the Nathan Doyles. You just start to see that next wave of trainers come through. Now, look at the country stables, even only just off the top of the head of Dubbo, you see Clint London and Brett Robb. But we're seeing them, uh, Natalie Jarvis, we're seeing that next wave of trainers come through. And I, and with those trainers come uh, uh, new owners, new horses, and i just got a feeling that um, I really think that we're, we're on a crest of a wave, although the, the wagering's been magnificent due to COVID. And, and that's going to level out. We understand that. But I, I think what we're seeing is a, a progression of four people or people that have grown up in racing now taking their own licences. And I've got a feeling we're going to just see some real stables emerge over the next 12, 18 months. Oh, well said, mate. I think you're absolutely spot on as well. Yes, we've got those big stables who've been there a while and some new big stables. Uh, the likes of Nisham, her rise has been... Uh, phenomenal, of course. Yeah, amazing uh, the job she's done, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned some of those names from the country area too, because um, they're talented trainers in their own right at a provincial level. I think Nathan Doyle is a name that you mentioned that we're going to see more of. Um, I'm always impressed when I speak to him on the air about how well he understands his horses, how well he understands the form, and I think Richie, that's become a big part of training a racehorse as well. Yes, feeding it, training it, doing all the those things, but placing your horse correctly, understanding the form of the other uh, horses, running it in the right race. I think that is critical as well. Oh, look, things have so many things changed, not just in horse racing, in life. You know, I was only saying, I said to my daughters this morning, I'm going away for two days just for a couple of meetings. And I said to my daughters, have you got any cash on you I can borrow? I said, I'll put it, I'll transfer the money. Like, who would have thought when I was growing up that you'd be going out of the house with no cash in your pocket? You know, you've got all the credit cards, you've got your cards on your phone. It's just, it's just, the world changes, and you know, the days of just training horses and when there used to be one owner in a horse or two maybe, you know, now you're getting twenty, thirty, forty, upwards of fifty and sixty. And the, it's not just about training horses; it's about selling the horses, selling yourself, placing the horses, getting them right, but also, you know creating an atmosphere and an environment for a group of owners to enjoy the experience. Um, the hardest one is to get a new owners. If you do things right, repeat business is what you can get. You look at Mitchell Beer. You know, he's the perfect example. You know, I think Mitchell's a great advertisement for racing. There. You know, he, from Victoria to Albury, made Albury his home, loved it due to circumstances. He's decided you know, to you know, throw caution in the wind and have a crack. He's now at... Uh, 
uh, Kembla. It's a bigger environment, a tougher environment, yet he stables, you know, absolutely low flying, and uh, credit to him. But that's the, I'm, it's just exciting to see. I, I think the new wave of people coming through. I'm getting old, Luke. I'm getting old. Like it's your your age, the, the the future of racing, and that's what we've got to appreciate. You still got a bit left in you, though. <laughs> that's a trainer's perspective what about from a riding perspective James McDonald is obviously the king here in Sydney and deservedly so um, he's a freak but we've got uh, Bowman now gone to Hong Kong uh, Abdullah's over there as well there's been a little bit of a changing of the guard as far as that top 5% in Sydney obviously J-Max number one but who are some of the names that you think we might see really uh, get on a roll in 2024 I think T. Berry is one uh, that I'd throw up. What about for yourself? Yeah, no, I, I think Tommy's got that, um, uh, the Sylvester Stallone, the, the eye of the tiger. He's he's hungry now. Um, he's he's pumped. He, he appreciates the other side of the fence, and I think sometimes that in life, when you hit a hurdle, and I've been there, you start appreciating different things in life, and, you, and, and it makes you drive to go forward. So I think Tommy... No doubt, but the young riders we're seeing are, are super. Um, Tyler Sheeler, Zach Lloyd, Dylan Gibbons, you know, they've shown their art. And if you watch racing seven days a week like I do, the the steps that young Braith Knox taken in the last, you know, six weeks, three months is just been phenomenal. He's, I think it was four winners on Sunday, Gil Gandra, a couple yesterday at Tenworth. Um, he used the whip in both hands. He manoeuvres, he's in and out, he has a crack. Um, I honestly believe he could be, you know, the next, you know, real superstar. And it's a credit to, to, to Brett Kavanagh, if you really want to. I mean, like, the amount of young kids that have come through the Brett Kavanagh stable and that have taken that next step and then come to town. But, you know, we've got a lot of young riders that have taken that next step. But it's, it's good to see a young boy coming through because I think Nelly... Uh, Nine of the, every ten new rider coming through is, uh, is is a lady, and that's exciting for racing as well. But uh, yeah, Braith Knox. If you said to me, put your uh, your glasses on, binoculars on, and tell me something that's going to happen in five years, uh, who's going to be up in headlights? I'd say Braith Knox. Yeah, oh, he'll he'll have a fantastic apprenticeship when he decides to to creep outside that country area, um, because you, like you said, the improvement has been there for all of us to see, and I have no doubt he'll ride uh, many winners in town when he makes that jump. And, yeah, credit to Brett and his son, Jack, who's a big part of uh, the Kavanaugh operation as well. From all reports, too, he's a... Um, I've never met Braith, but from all reports, he's a really good young fellow, too, which I think goes a long way, Richie, when you're a, a sports person. You've got to have a good head on your shoulders um, because it can quickly uh, go up top. Uh, the ego can sort of start to increase, uh, and I think handling all of that success and... Uh, the cash that comes with it too is very important. Oh, look, there's no doubt about that. It's not just about being a professional sportsman on the field or your or your field of battle, being a jockey. But you know, it's about managing the expectations. You see, so many young sports people come through and probably don't live to where they are. But there's nothing wrong getting a hurdle, falling down, and getting picked up. There's a young rider in Queensland, Bailey Wheeler, who's got as much ability as any jockey mm. in the country. And, and Bailey obviously had a few different homes. Um, he, he had a tough upbringing, but you know it looks like now. I think he finally said, "Oh, hello! I understand what's doing." He's turned the corner. He's now flying, and he'll be a star going forward. I think he might have been at Brett's. He was at Chris Lee's, as I know that. So now he's at the Gold Coast or Queensland. He's, he, he's made that. He's you know, he's uh, flying up there. So 
Yeah, there's nothing wrong with hitting the little hurdle. I think it just it's a I call it a bump in the road in in life's travels. So as long as you can come out the other side and progress, and everyone will do that. Trainers will do that. Punters do that every day. That's the problem for us. We just need punters not to hit too many hurdles because we 100%. need the punters as the backbone. Uh, who you know who are really the engine room in racing. Owners, uh, trainers, jockeys. Um, we all appreciate the, the punters betting turnover, generating the turnover, and, and enabling so many of us to enjoy the sport we love, uh, racing horses, um, because of the you know, the contribution of punters that, that love the thrill of betting. Absolutely. Um, no better feeling than backing a winner, that's for sure. Um, speaking There's of... no greater feeling. No, no. greater feeling. Um, I was, I've been there when my two daughters were uh, were born. That was, without doubt, numbers one and two in, in my highlights in life. Backing a winner is three. Backing a winner is 3,000 to about 3,000, and then 3,001 is my beautiful marriage. <laughs> well, I was wondering when, when that was going to get a run. Gee, oh, look, for someone who's in a long-term relationship, that's not a great endorsement for the, for the nuptials. Jeez. <laughs> oh, look, everyone in life, you, you, you've got to be happy. And the day that you're not happy being oh. married, well, you move on. But uh, my wife and I, we're, I was just thinking, it's... We're heading towards it's 24 years in about four months. I think five months. Get less for a long time, isn't it? No. Get less for than uh, well, that for some say that she may deserve the uh, the VC for that. Hundred percent. Now speaking of jockeys, there's been an inquiry opened out of the weekend to race number seven uh, at Ramwick and uh, Cool Jakey. No yeah, hundred percent. Uh, cool Jakey, Felix Majestic. I, I think it's fair to say that Schiller and Burke they probably went a touch quick. The data says that as well. Um, I mean, do they have something to to worry about in this inquiry? Well, there's there's no doubt that the, like the stewards, if the stewards didn't, if Steve Rowland and his stewards panel didn't open an inquiry, they may as well just walk into Peter Belandy's office on Monday and put their credentials down on the table and said, "Thanks very much, I'll walk out the door." They're, they're, the the punters that are, I know that I just spoke about betting on the industry. Uh, the stewards represent the punters. Uh, the stewards are there to patrol to make sure the punters are getting a fair crack of the whip. Um, was there anything misdemeanor about it? That's what the stewards determine. They'll look at all evidence. I think they both just got it wrong. There's no doubt about that. The, the horse of Gary Nixon's, I can't believe it got beaten the last two hops. It's, it's, I'm still trying to get over that, how it just got beat. But yeah, Molly Burke and Tyler Schiller, and they got it wrong. Uh, there's no doubt about that, and the stewards will determine what happens. Did they give their horse every um, chance of winning the race? That's what the stewards will have to determine. What else caught your eye out of the weekend? I see Kinlock won there at Big Odds. Nash um, uh, uh, with a few winners. Uh, yeah. oh, straw Bowley wins. I get the Quadrellas at $2. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so you're sick. Oh, oh, you can't believe it. I took one out in the last league, and they would have been to load up a few leagues. Oh, Kinlock, sorry. Yeah, the meters. last league. I thought you meant you went one out in that it, race. No. No, but, no. you know, a dry track, 1,200 metres, no blinkers. How did it win Kinlock? Oh, Chris Lee's text me. He said, do you think that was a good one? I said, Chris, I wish I could stay at home. Um, no, look, you're talking about stables that are flying. And uh, Chris Lee's a stable going terrific as well. So, um, you know, he's... And him and Brad Whitt up and that obviously can't compete in the uh, the midways because they're so successful. But... Um, yeah, geez, haven't they both had uh, marvellous years? On the weekend, I think we saw... The interesting thing is I think we saw a couple of two-year-olds in Queensland that 
might just give the favour to run this Saturday. It's going to be interesting to Magic Millions, that's for sure. Yeah, it sure is, mate. Obviously, Storm Boy, the Sydney-trained Colt, he's up there and has been uh, for a couple of weeks, but uh, $2.50 might just be a touch short with a few more putting their hand up out of the weekend, and we'll just wait and see how that barrier draw plays out because I think that's always critical uh, in a high-pressure race. But uh, we saw um, Arabian Summer for the McAvoys uh, put her hand up, winning the two-year-old Phillies race, and Spy Wire, he got himself back on track after getting rolled at Wyong, and he was quite good. And Ma Eustace, uh, very, very good at getting them to peak. Uh, and we know that the backup really works with these two-year-olds, particularly for this race, Rich. Yeah, 100% Luke, there's no doubt about that. Um, I think it's the Gold Coast has shown in years gone past, it's more about, um, it's obviously the best horse, but um, I think you, what you've got to do is you've got to have luck. Um, I, I keep going back to looking runs like Stitzel and those horses. You don't have luck from the Gold Coast, you, you, you may as well stay at home. But that said, maybe that'll be offset. With, uh, it's a very, looks a very wet week up there on the Gold Coast, doesn't it? So mm. that's going to be certainly interesting to see how the track plays. It's a new track. It's had the big meeting last week. Now it's got to back up with a lot of rain this week, which will make it, you know, probably difficult. And then um, factor everything in. I think I'll be waiting for the barrier draw and seeing how the track plays early racing on Saturday. Uh, last two things I want to mention before I let you go. Uh, you don't have to comment on the first one, but Terramata, well done, Jared Austin. Uh, well done, Nash. Uh, Mayor on the up. Look forward to seeing her uh, progress. I think she's got more in the tank and she's really exciting and, uh, how good in the highway? Andrew Ryan and Tony Cavallo. Um, I mean, 30 to 1, uh, possibly so. Uh, and good to see these two guys team up for a city success. Um, Cavallo doesn't win many races in town these days, so um, that was good to see on the weekend. You're right, Mr. I should have mentioned it. Uh, what a great highlight was for the Ryans um, and Tony Cavallo, the, the great man that looks like the woodchopper. Uh, up there as he, as he sits high up the irons, he stands nearly upright, the great man. But, yeah, what a win it was. And it was great to see Andrew Ryan following the race pay tribute to Chock, saying that, you know, we wouldn't be here without without Tony Cavallo's, you know, work ethic and turning up. And Tony's such a big integral part for that region. Um, he gets around, he turns up. He's a great influence uh, on the younger riders. I'm always seeing their passing on, you know, bits of advice. So, no, great to see uh, Tony Cavallo in town and riding a winner. And, you know, the only thing that annoys me when horses like that win is it doesn't take long. It takes approximately 2.3 seconds. And the great Mick Wallace is straight on social media. West is best. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah. takes, it doesn't take him long. No, it he loves it. Oh, long. he loves it. He, he's, he's unashamedly biased. Um, which is great. Uh, I mean, anything Queensland, I'm I'm sort of leaning that way all the time. But, yeah, West is best, Mick. He, he loves it. And credit to, to Andrew. Um, <clears throat> yes, Chock's turning up doing the work, but there would have been some temptation, uh, I'm sure, along the way uh, to throw a Sydney jockey on in these highways with this horse because it had been a while since he's won. But he showed the faith and, uh, yeah, great to see uh, Cavallo and Ryan teaming up with that highway success. Richie, good to speak to you. I know you're at the airport. Have a safe flight. And uh, good luck on uh, the punt this week. Thank you, Luke, everybody. I hope you have a, a great week and everything your back turns in uh, is a winner, that's for sure. Stay safe, mate.